0: Dr. Hudson? Hello? Uh.
1: All right, come out of there with your hands
0: above your head. I'm not gonna ask you
2: What are you doing with
1: my gun? Huh? How'd you get my gun? What are you doing in the ladies' room? Are you spying on those girls again? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you something right now. Uh, hey! Don't you look pretty up there, officer? Hey, you know what I wanna know? I need you to help me out on this, Dr. Hudson, because you're the expert now. How would a fight knocker like me take out a dumb guy like this, huh? Would you stick him? <laughs> would you shoot him stick him or shoot him shoot him him. i can't (laughs) i can't decide but i think i'm just gonna go ahead on and do both Everybody, to another episode of THR Presents Stream Fiends. I'm your host, Brian. With me, as always, is my brother Nez. What's up, man?
3: Oh, man, I'm good. But, uh, got back from Tulsa, had a good time with Oki Podcast. All due respect, uh, Toke Signals and Soul Tap. I can't remember what Soul Tap stood for. I want to say so. Jeez, no weeds. I can't even remember. Okay, here it is. Um, Soul Tap S O L T A P. It stands for. So let's talk about podcasts. Uh, shout out to Joe and Alex Miller. Uh, we did our show at the Venue Shrine and oh man it was awesome uh there was supposed to be five of us on stage but um two of the guys had some uh personal issues uh, that they needed to take care of so they could not make it uh that night but it's all good man uh the show went on uh josh from toke signals and oak and uh russ and myself we got up there and, and we did what we did man and this time we were second so there was uh, three shows going Soul Tap was first us and then All Due Respect It was kind of like a double um uh, podcast show for for myself and the other guys cuz when we once we were done oh, excuse me everyone uh, I had to I was just power and water when I was sitting on stage I had to run to the bathroom before uh, the next guys got going while I was in there, I heard, yeah, and Nez. I was like, Oh man, they were like, get up here. I was like, weak, So I had to run back up on stage and all of us were up there. And they had one big one big show. And uh stayed kinda they, I guess I mean everyone else there was local, so they knew all of them and they had all been on each other's shows. So I, I was a new guy in the bunch. So uh it was my first time on all due respect. So they were asking me, basically, my story, who I was and how how I got into all this. And I told them about uh, everything uh, with MacNez and E-Society. And then I rolled into the Horror Returns and then all the other shit that we do together. And and they were like, damn, you're doing a lot. <laughs> I said, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I'm all over the place. so uh, uh, It was fun. Uh, also did a quick little wasn't really an interview. I was just kind of chiming in my two cents. Uh, Russ was doing... Oh, man. It's late, everyone. Uh, He was doing um, a show. It was like a uh, live Instagram show with... What the heck were they called? Um, Tulsa... Tulsa live or something. I I can't remember what he said. Oh, here it is. Uh, the Tulsa the Tulsa show live with. What his name was uh, Todd Atkins. Uh, it was just uh he does uh interviews and the, it was like a live Instagram uh interview. So he was talking to Russ about him, and then Russ had mentioned the show and mentioned me, and he goes, "Hey, we'll bring him on." So I had to. Get in there. We're talking about um, UFC, and I just kind of talked about the old old days and when it first started, when there was no classes and no rules, and everyone just jumped in the ring and started beating so the hell out of each other. Punch people in the nuts and throw them out of the yeah. cage. <laughs> yeah, it was like a bunch of bar bar brawlers. So, but that was cool, and uh, I had a good time, man. It was it was a blast uh, going nice. out there. They're talking about doing more. And I said, just let me know. Man, I'll be here. And uh, a couple of guys, there was a lot of people we met there. And they were like, man, you came all the way out here for this? I said, I got to, man. I got, I got to represent and show love to everybody out here. And they were like, round. So there was another lady I met. I cannot remember her name right now. I want to say Trisha. But uh, she's got a show. And hey, no. she was talking about... Next time I go out there, she was gonna have a like a dinner, and then after that, sit down and interview everybody. All right. So I don't know when that is, but when whenever that happens, next time I go out there. But other than that, man, it, it was it was cooked. It was good, man. I wish I could have stayed out there longer. Because uh, uh, shout out to King Castro. He hosts uh, rap battles that they have in Tulsa. And uh, Friday it was a Friday night or Saturday night—I can't remember. Whatever, whatever the night was, um, Russ sent me a picture, and uh, he was hanging out with uh, Bear and uh, Willie Jack from uh, Reservation Dogs. They showed up uh, to the rap battle, and I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> so I was like, "Weak. Uh, I could have been there, but..." Uh, That's all good. I thought they were done filming uh, Reservation Dogs, but they they said they're still doing some other stuff. I met this one guy named Dan, Dan Warrior, and uh, he worked with the first season and he's working on the second season with him. I think he's doing catering or something. And he was telling me all kinds of stuff uh, that was going on. Oh, and shout out to uh, Josh and Isaiah. They're going to be in an episode uh, on season two. I'm not really sure if we'll see them on camera, but I guess there's a scene where their people are all selling their stuff and they were kind of just set up at a table and sure the camera passes them or anything, but I think it's supposed to be more
1: episodes this season.
3: Yeah. um, That warrior guy was telling us that uh, the first season they were, um, it was kind of really just really loose and everybody was just having a good time. But this season, uh, I guess they got a bigger budget. So, I mean, Disney owns FX and Hulu and all that. So they kind of told them, look, um, this is how it's going to work now. So I think Disney uh, started uh, pulling the strings and, and didn't let them go uh, what they were doing the last season. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure it's still going to be a good season, but um, they're they're going to. They're still working on it and everything. And it was cool, man, talking to all these people that that were involved in it. And uh, there was another gal I met out there. (sighs) I can't remember her name. She knew a lot of people that works on the set uh, with everybody. I'm like, man, how come you guys all know all these people and you guys aren't in it? (laughs) I don't know. I said, man, tell them if they ever need fat skateboarders. uh, Give me a call. I said, I'll fly out there for it. But
1: other than that, man, it was awesome they going uh, on go to Cali next season or the upcoming season? I kind of have a
3: feeling they're not even going to get that far. Something's going to happen and they're going to turn around and come back. Well,
1: you, could, you huh. can pop in season three then.
3: Yeah, man. Just go out to California anyway and I'll ride down the street on my skateboard in Hollywood or wherever they're going. But yeah, it was a good time, man. I, I can't wait to go back. They're talking about uh, do it's up, Oh, man, either next month, and I want to say someone says September, but I'm not really sure. But I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But when, as soon as I find out, I'll let you guys know. So, um, everyone that did, did come out, thanks. But, uh, right, let's get on to why we are here. This was my pick. And this is 1995's Copycat.
2: There's a
0: serial killer out there who strangled three women. His motive is terror. I'm death and life
3: to you, doc. His purpose is murder. And his inspiration is all the famous killers who have come before. It's the Boston Strangler. You're telling me this
0: guy's copycatting a serial killer who's been dead for 20 years. Sigourney Weaver, Holly Hunter, Dermot Mulroney, and Harry Connick Jr. Copycat, Reddit R. Starts Friday, October 27th at a theater near you
3: go over to Google deeply shaken after being assaulted by a deranged man Dr. Helen Hudson must face her fears if she is to help solve the series a series of murders. Helen is a psychologist who has studied serial killers but this case in which the crime seem modeled on the work of infamous deviants uh, is grimmer than most with the help of two San Francisco police officers, Helen tries to come between the murder, the murderer, and his next victim. All right, let's see what IMDb has to say. One sentence: A agoraphobic psychologist and a female detective must work together to take down a serial killer who copies serial killers from the past.
1: All right, I like, I like that one.
3: Yeah, see, you can do it in one sentence, or bring in a whole big paragraph. with <laughs> The other one, uh, directed by John, is that Emil, Emil, or whatever. <laughs> um, this stars she's Louise. Oh man, my internet decided to freeze. Oh, here we go. Uh, Sigourney Weaver. Um, I can never say this guy's name. Dermot, dermont There's a Dermot Mulroney.
1: Yeah,
3: there you go. Uh, AKA Dirty Steve from Young Guns. That's all I see him as. Uh, <laughs> Harry <laughs> Harry Connick Jr. Will Patton, uh, Academy Award winner Holly Hunter, William Mcnamara. I hate that. Guy. I I just hate this dude. He I hated. He was the the asshole in uh, dream a little dream. Uh, shout out to Corey Haim, and uh, I, that's all I see him as. And he's. Spoiler alert, he's the killer in this one, everyone. Uh, who else? Um, yeah, a bunch of other people. But, uh, Brian, when did you first see Copycat?
1: I want to say I saw this in the theaters when it came out. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure me and my brother went to go see this. And didn't really know what to expect Uh, I think I think it was just one of the days where we just like whatever whatever was playing at the time we were there that's what we were watching and was pleasantly surprised that we were checking out a serial killer movie with you know because it's got the whole copycat thing going on and uh the detectives working with this uh what is what is what kind of doctor is she or is she a doctor She's an expert at yeah. serial killers, you know them trying to figure out everything, and I like that whole aspect. Great cast. Um, I do have a problem, and we'll get into it when we break down the movie that I never really noticed for some reason until this rewatch, recent rewatch. But uh, yeah, I would have to say I seen this uh, in '95 back in the day in the theater.
3: All right, before I get into it. Uh, because this is what it says on the poster one man is copying the most notorious killers in history, one at a time. Together, two women must stop him from killing again or they're next. Uh, I first saw this, uh, we rented it uh, in the VHS days. Um, when did this come out in '95? Because okay, my daughter was. We didn't go to movies for a while because my daughter was, uh, okay, she wasn't quite a year old yet because this came out in October. So whenever this came out uh, on VHS is when we just went and rented it because that's pretty much uh, what we did. I I think the very first movie that we got to finally go see after my daughter was a year old was, was Forrest Gump, and that was... That was hell. I was just worried <laughs> about my daughter. My, my mother-in-law, and my brother-in-law were, were babysitting, but
1: even still, it was kind of hard to enjoy. Yeah, for we scum, her, but we we brought our daughter to the movie theater. I think she was probably two weeks old. I I couldn't do that. I just it makes me mad when I hear kids babies. She was she was a she was a quiet kid. <laughs> I want to say we watched uh what's that? It's based on a comic book. Uh, the losers. I remember that. Mm. Uh, that's that's what we took her.
3: I remember when I went seeing Creed. I was there was a lot of people in there, and I was sitting in that one empty that one seat that's next to the the handicap area for the wheelchairs. Mm-hmm. There's just there's that one seat in the row. So I was sitting right there, and then right before the movie started, in came his family, two little toddlers, a stroller. I was like, really? And at least when the baby made noise, the mom got up and walked out to the back. But anyway, anyway, copycat. Yeah. So that's when we first saw it. Um, These were just look at the box and uh, and all right, this looks good. Well, I never read. I never read the boxes. My wife, she just she said, okay, this sounds good. Let's get this. I went all right. I mean, we know who Sigourney Weaver and Holly Hunter. I didn't know who uh, Harry Connick Jr. was. Um, my wife knew him. She goes, "Isn't he a singer?" I went, like, uh, "I don't know.
1: <laughs> I think this was the first thing I ever. I never heard of him before this, and I didn't. I didn't even know he was a singer until like uh, Independence Day came out, and he was doing so like was, an interview.
3: Was this before Independence
0: Day? Uh, let
3: me see. Oh, it was right before. Because Independence Day came out in 96. <laughs> Alright. But yeah, I, I... I don't know how she knew, but... <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know. It was the first time I've ever seen this guy. Um, the only ones I knew were Sigourney, uh, Dirty Steve, uh, Will Patton, Holly Hunter, and William McNamara, or whatever the hell his name is. Uh, those are the only ones that I knew uh, in this movie, but... Other than that, man, when the movie was over, I was like, damn, I didn't realize it was two hours long. I thought it was like under two hours because I, when I was sitting there watching it, uh, my wife, she hadn't seen it forever. So we were we were both sitting there watching it and she's like, damn, how long is how long is this movie? I'm like, shit, I was just like waiting for the I knew what happened at mm-hmm. the end. But I, was, I just kind of forgot everything in between. So I was like, all right, cool. And I actually forgot who uh this this copycat killer was copying out of all the serial killers uh throughout um throughout time um so i was like okay um but well i don't know either i just wasn't really paying attention i haven't seen this movie i have it on dvd i might have watched it like once when i bought it but that was a long time ago but um the movie yeah this is i loved it because it was based in uh, in the bay area it was in san francisco uh, a lot of the areas that they were showing in here i, I knew where they were except for that one the, that one scene when they were way up on top of that hill um i drive around san francisco when i can when i'm out there but i've never been way up there but i saw the background stuff so next time i go there i'll probably drive up there and see but yeah, this one, um, the, the Sigourney Weaver, Dr. Helen Hudson. She was just um, a psycho, criminal psychologist, and she just she studied uh, serial killers. Um, so she was giving a, a talk at a university, and uh, she was just talking about serial killers. Uh, that through again, not throughout time, but some certain ones, and then she kind of made everyone like. Uh, like these serial killers are just like every other guy, normal guy between twenty and forty or whatever she said. So she kind of had all the guys standing up, and then okay, if you're fifty and above or whatever, sit down. So I guess fifty year olds and all that can't be serial killers. Well, this is what she said. So, but when <laughs> the, the the camera started panning around, all right, this is the first time I saw it. And when they were showing the they were showing the guys, they show. Um, what's his nuts? William McNarma, Peter Foley. They show him, and when I was sitting there, I was like, "Hey, I know that guy."
1: Yeah, like, I just remember from "Dream a Little Dream." Yeah, this is the problem I was talking about. Like, I didn't notice it also until this rewatch. They basically show you who the killer is. Yeah, they, I mean, they focus on him, and everybody is not is kind of not blurred out, but just. Like when the camera's on him, it's so focused on him and you can, you can barely make out of people's faces, but you can clearly see his face. And I, I kind of didn't like that.
3: Yeah. And then, and then later on when they're in the uh, police station and he's kind of standing around, I was like, he's the killer. I mean, yeah, my wife didn't. Sh- she didn't know who he was. This is the, like the first time we saw this, she didn't know. I only knew him because of Dream a Little Dream. And I said, since he was an asshole on
1: that, I was like, all right, this guy's the killer. Yeah, because in the police station, like, he doesn't he, he says like one thing, and they focus on him saying that one thing that has no, nothing to do with anything. So I'm like, you're focusing on him too much before you even reveal that he's the killer. Yeah,
3: so I was like, When i noticed him i picked up the box and then i looked at um i was like okay this is him because you can if you know the actor I was okay this is clearly him on the box (laughs) so i was like that kind of ruined it for me the first time so i was like i was i didn't say it out loud to my wife i was kind of like whoa hey i know that guy and she was like who and i just kept it going but then when they showed him again in a police station i was like all right he's the killer So, but then shortly after we, they do reveal him. I mean, I I didn't mind that. I do love the movie, but I kind of like it when you have to kind of guess who the killer is like, uh, seven, we, we didn't know who the killer, who the killer was going to be because I loved what they did. Um, not putting Kevin Spacey's name in the beginning in the credits, Mm. not until the movie was over. Spoiler alert if you guys haven't seen it. But you should have by now. Movie's like I don't know, almost thirty years old, I think. But anyway, um, so she's giving this speech, and she did all that with the with the people, and she's going around. But she's panning around the room. She sees um, uh, Harry Connick Jr.'s character. He's uh, some little rugged hillbilly, rugged little dude named uh, Daryl E. Cullum. All right, she sees him there, and he's looking at her with his little crooked meth teeth, and (laughs) and then he like gives her like I'm gonna kill you when he when he like rubs his uh, swings his swipes his uh, finger under her throat like he's gonna slice her neck. All right, was she just imagining that, or was he really sitting there? Because she looks around the room and she goes back, he's gone.
1: I think I don't think they really made it known but I think he was already a serial killer that was maybe threatening her and she I think she thought she saw him because mm-hmm. I, I think it would have been better if maybe we got some kind of notice like before she did she was up there speaking in front of people that somebody was telling her you know securitys we got security tight you know he, he the, the guy making the threats is not, not going to be an issue I think that would have worked better Uh, So I I I think that was just in her mind. I had issues
3: with the security and the police in this movie. What police? Not the not the detectives, the regular (laughs) (laughs) flatfoots in this. I know it's just a movie. I mean, it's not a knock on police, but
1: (laughs) I had big issues with them. Everybody looked like they was new, new on the job or something.
3: Yeah, and and no one like cared. I was like, what's going on? But anyway, so she's doing that. She kind of sees them, and then her lecture's over. She goes to the bathroom. Uh, But before she goes in there, uh, one of the the security guards is with her. I think it was a cop because they they had guns. So he goes in. uh, Well, there was two of them with her. One of them goes, hey, man, I got to go to the bathroom. So he goes, and then it just leaves uh, um, Helen and one of the security guards or cops. And he goes in, hey, excuse me, is there anyone in here? We see that there's a lady in there uh, taking a squirt. So he's like, I'm surprised. I mean, again, a movie. If some if you hear, if you're a woman and you hear a man's voice, like, hey, is there anyone in here? You're gonna, well, I guess I guess they'd probably be quiet about it, but I'm sure someone goes, There's someone in here. Because when the cleaning lady comes into the bathroom at our work, uh, hello. If I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm here, I'm in here. And then she goes, All right. I mean, but that's me. Anyway. So he goes around and goes, ah, it's all clear. So she goes in into the into the into the into one of the stalls. And I right here I had an issue. Um you're scared that there's someone after you, and you go in right into the stall next to whoever is there, and you have no idea who that is. <laughs> so but again, a movie. So she's uh, she sets up and sit the sits down, but then we see the feet next to her. We see legs and they're in high heels, and then the feet kind of come out of the high heels, and, and then the, the pants fall down. And looks we it's a dude, and we realize it's uh, Daryl Lee. And I had an issue here too. They're in a the bathroom and it's quiet. He's got this metal cable, and he sticks it over the pipe, a metal pipe. And it's going, zzz, and she doesn't hear that, much less hear someone next to her. Uh,
1: but again, a movie. <laughs> so, because even while really goes to the goes, bathroom. How come cool? she didn't hear that? She was really going to the bathroom. She had to focus. <laughs> so,
3: um, he he leans over and gets that uh, that cable and wraps it around her neck and hoists her up. It it took her up high enough to where. It's around her neck, and she's still holding on, but she's still like uh, not fully in the air. She has her feet uh, like tiptoeing on the the toilet rim. So he gets down, and um, the, one of the security guard comes running, or police, whatever comes comes back in, and he grabs him, sticks a knife to his throat, uh, takes the gun. I like what he says right here when he goes, "Hey man, what are you doing with my gun?" and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I li- I've listened to Harry Connick Jr. sing. Man, yeah, he's a crooner, I assume. Man, he's a good singer, but I like that his little his little accent <laughs> with his voice. It's not as hard as it is in this or in uh, Independence Day, but I mean, I thought he played an, an amazing, a uh, little rugged serial killer in this film. So he starts talking to her and kind of toying around. Should I shoot him? Should I stick? Should I cut him? And he goes, don't ah, know I'll do both. So he slits that guard's throat and blows his brains out. And then uh, we see that other uh, cop running down the hall. And then it just kind of goes to—is it like a thirteen months later? Yeah. Because we didn't, we didn't see any after aftermath. So I, I'd like to see. Did that other cop just come in and shoot him, or? Tackle him or what? I don't know. They didn't they didn't
1: see it. We didn't even see
3: how he got caught. He would have
1: to have shot him because the the final shot before that was like he was up in her face talking about so I forgot what the line was, but he they were about to have some fun or get things started or whatever. So he had to have been close enough to her to where he couldn't have tackled her.
3: Yeah, so I mean, cause we just see that it was a the white there was a white cop and a black cop. We just see the black cop come running down the hall like full speed, and then it kind of fades to black. And then thirteen months later, so now we're seeing um, uh, two detectives: um, Holly Hunter, she's uh, Inspector Mary Jane Monahan, and Dirty Steve, uh, Inspector Ruben. Goats or good. I don't know. how to say his last name. I think it's called him Reuben. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, was he still in training, or
1: I didn't, or there were just, I, uh, I took it. He was, he was a fresh detective. Okay. Because, the just the way she was kind of just talking to him, it was just kind of like, basically, you still have more to learn. And then yeah, the, the, the the interactions later on with Will Patton's character, I just kind of felt like he he was new, maybe a new partner for her, new new to the force or something, new to new to being a detective.
3: Yeah, I figured he must have been like a brand new. They say he's an, an inspector, so he must have been like brand new because when they were doing the the shooting training, they come busting through a door and they're shooting at targets, and he just unloads. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> On that target, or oh, he busted and freeze. does not even even if he, there was someone there, didn't even give him the opportunity to freeze.
1: <laughs> I like how he, he's just like bam 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 bam, and then he just has one more left bam. <laughs> and they they do. I now that I'm thinking about it. They do a couple times. People do like kind of reference that he's kind of young. So I just always took it as he was he, he was new. He was still
3: a little rookie inspector. Um, I'm sure he was new to the force because later we find out that Will Patton just hates him. And uh, also we find out that Will Patton, uh, Inspector Nicoletti, he and MJ, is, they gets what they kept calling uh, Holly Hunter, uh, that they they were they had a thing together, and she obviously broke up with him because he he was still like he hated. Uh, Ruben, because he was always giving him shit, and now you better treat her right, and this and that. And he was like, "What oh, the she, fuck you talking
1: about?" She, she, she put it on him because that guy was whipped. Like, that's, <laughs> like, I'm like, do your job. You're you're at work, do police work, and you're just like popping up right behind her. You're like, oh, that's a nice outfit, you know. Just it's like that's all he could think of was uh, her. <laughs>
3: yeah so we're, we're introduced to them, and then they they find out that there's been a, a homicide and and they have to go uh, check it out and um uh, I, I had to go to um list of decks for copycat to to explain because on Wikipedia it doesn't really say the order but um the first one it says uh, on our security guard throat slashed. Uh, Daryl Lee Cunham, and then uh, it says uh, two unarmed women strangled by Foley, uh, copying the Boston Strangler. Um, well, there was two because I thought it was just the one in
0: the house.
1: I think there was a previous one before the one in the, the you talking about the the one they show was the, the the one in the house in the bathtub, right?
3: Okay. oh okay i remember they they did mention finding another one yeah because the, they, the, they focused the ca- on the one in the house
1: yeah the captain kept because everybody kept saying serial killer and the captain was like don't say that you don't know that yet you don't know if they're connected and everybody was like it looks like a serial killer and he was just like don't let that get out yeah because
3: when when they go to the house um, they go in and just start looking around, and uh, MJ's kind of like, "All right, uh, what's the scene here?" And everyone's, "This is what happened. Who was first on scene?" And just doing what they do, and then she gets, uh, she starts questioning one of the the officers that were there, and she wanted to, "Were you the first one here?" I Was like, uh, "Well, I was, but." And then she goes, did you, did you touch anything? And he's like, Um, uh, she goes, One, one way or the other. I'm going to get it out of you. You better must tell be me now too. that you did. Yeah. <laughs> so she came in there. I mean, she she didn't even go all the way through the whole crime scene and was already talking about, Did you touch anything? And, uh, he should have just said no. He was like, Uh, and then that's when she started growing him. So she knew. <laughs> so when they go in there and they look around and they see, um, Ah, uh, that lady in the bathtub, and she's uh, she's the 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 guy, forensic guy, I guess. He's sitting there looking around at uh, at this lady in the tub, and she's leaning like obviously she's like seen many many of these crime scenes because she's leaning on the guy and not even <laughs> not even care care in the world. Yeah, well, what
1: do we what do we got here? <laughs>
3: like, <laughs> so I was like, all right, <laughs> so, uh, so they kind of like, all right. But then when they were, that guy was telling, he goes, yeah, she was, uh, she was strangled, but it doesn't really look like it was like hands and uh, there was hands, but it would look like it was something else. And then that's when she asked that cop, what, uh, what was around the cops of this lady's neck? And that's when he kind of like, uh, and then see that. She goes, did you take it off? I goes, well, I didn't. And, um, was it the captain who took it off?
1: I yeah, it was. Think, yeah. The captain. Cause he was, he was just stuck on this. Like, I don't want it to be a serial killer situation. So I'm like, you, that's why I thought at this point, I thought maybe he had something to do with things. Cause yeah. He, Removing evidence before your lead detective gets there. I know. was like,
3: so there was like all kinds of mishaps in this crime scene. <laughs> but, so that, yeah, because yeah, she went up to him, like, "What are you doing? Why you why are you messing with my crime scene?" He's like, "Look, I wanted I had to get rid of that so people wouldn't think this was um, uh, linked together with." I so I assume the other lady that was strangled was strangled with something. So I think that's why he took the the scarf or whatever it was from around that lady's neck. So she's kind of like, ah, all right, whatever. So they just kind of just leave it as two separate things. But when we see um, Helen again, uh, Sigourney Weaver's character, she's in her big giant... I thought it was a house, but it turned out to be an apartment. And I had issues here. For being a uh, agoraphobic, I assume that's just afraid to go outside or whatever. Mm. She had the the hugest windows. And and if you're trying to hide from somebody, uh, why would you live in in a giant fancy uh, apartment with those huge windows
1: and... uh, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you would think because she has money she would be kind of away from everybody living in a damn fortress.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think you'd be living in a house with like walls and security cameras everywhere because I'm sure that even I bet that apartment, I mean, if she was renting it or even if she bought it, it had to be in the millions.
1: Yeah, um, I don't even think the, to get to her front door, you even need to get in, to be buzzed into the building. I think you just like <laughs> go walk into the building and go to her apartment yeah because
3: when they show the front the outside, it was just a street right there, and there was no kind of fences or anything because it was just that stair with that, that uh, side staircase that went up uh, to her apartment. I mean, you couldn't even see her front door from the street because it kind of went around to that big, awesome view of San Francisco, but I don't know uh, rich people, I guess because yeah, man, if somebody if I had to fear of that and someone was trying to kill me. I mean, I'm other than I'm having guns, I'm gonna have a couple big dogs, and I'm gonna have cameras up the ass all over <laughs> that place. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we see her and, and she's uh, with her uh, her helper, uh, this one guy Andy. I just remember him from um, he was working in the toy store and uh, jingle all the way. Uh, I, that's, that's that's these are the only two movies I've seen him in, I hate but. That movie. Do you don't like jingle all the way?
1: I hate it so damn much.
3: Oh man. All right, well. We're gonna find that out <laughs> next holiday season, everybody. Um so with with all the, the the murders that are going on in San Francisco, um they're trying to figure out who it is, but then um uh, Helen has she has a police scanner, so she listens to the police radio and obviously watching the news. And then she's giving in her two cents because they're like, because when they're all at the police station, they're like, oh, it's her again. And she's trying to talk and tell them uh, about what she thinks is going on with these killers or or with the, these murders. And I, I did like that when uh, before um, MJ got on the phone, one of the guys go ask her about the moon bike. <laughs> yeah, <I like> <laughs> and she was like uh, hello this is uh, Detective uh, Monahan. uh what's this uh, moon bike and she goes moon bike she goes, oh, talk about the lunar circle or, or lunar, lunar cycle <laughs> and all those guys started laughing in the background but she was trying to tell them that these these murders might be linking up together but they're they, I guess from what they were saying that she calls like a million times a day. Yeah. Trying Probably.
1: to, trying to another, tell them. Another problem with the police work here. Nobody. I mean, she keeps calling about these murders and stuff. Nobody ever looked up who she was and what did she do? Oh, they did.
3: I mean, yeah, they, they, now, they knew
1: who she was. Now they did. But they just, oh, that's right. we, they just kept calling her a crank or crazy person. That's right. Because
3: uh, I think they... Finally, it traced a call because when that when that one lady came walking in, it goes. It's, her name is Helen Hudson, and then that's, I think that's when they kind of figured out. Yeah, yeah well, I, I mean, remember now.
1: It's just me, but somebody that's always calling about murders and stuff. I mean, at least look into it, or at least find out where the calls come from or who it is. I don't. I don't know. That's just me.
3: Especially, I mean, when you have multiple murders happening. Uh, In the city, and you have somebody calling in trying to help you guys. You're gonna, well, who is this? And uh, I don't know the technology because the internet was, was still in the beginning stages here. Is the the big giant monitors and
1: the (laughs) dial-up. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, but (laughs) they they still had ways. I mean, they're the captain's so dead set on not not wanting to be called a serial killer. But you got this person that just keeps calling in talking about, I think all these murders are linked together. I mean, just, I mean, come on, do your police work, guys. <laughs> so, um, damn, my
3: mouse pad is starting to die. Do I have any more batteries? I just kicked my toe in this desk. Anyway, so they're like, alright, whatever. But then, Uh, I think the next murder is when they finally go uh, and uh, ask for her assistance. Um, Okay, it says the fourth murder was the unarmed hippie protester.
1: Um, They were protesting?
3: I didn't think there was a protest. I thought it was a big love-in or something. Everyone was just hanging out in the park. Yeah, having
1: a good time. (laughs) Yeah, I
3: don't know. I just thought it was because it was the, I don't know, the, the anniversary
1: of peace and love in san francisco <laughs> so. i mean uh, they protest i like how they protest because they look like they was having a good time i don't know yeah she, they were just like hanging, the video the video yeah the video that the killer took of the lady she was just like dancing like she didn't she didn't have a care in the world i, I didn't see no protesting going on yeah, I, I
3: don't know what was going on there. Yeah, because everybody was lounging uh, out on the grass uh, in a nice, whatever, sunny day in San Francisco. But yeah, because he was walking around filming them. Um, but um, I think this is when we were introduced to him. Because we see some somebody filming uh, this big old celebration in San Francisco, but then...
1: When, um, uh, oh, oh no, okay. no, 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 Go ahead. We, they don't, they don't introduce him, but they do something. I wish they would have did earlier because he's editing these like videos together. Yeah. Of his victims. And they only show like the top of his face, like barely, barely his eyes. And you don't even really see his eyes because you get the reflection of the computer screen. And I'm just kind of like rewatching it now. I'm just like, why are you hiding his face now? Because rewatching, seeing it before, and then rewatching it and then seeing him in the beginning, now you can make out that's him. So it was yeah. just kind of weird that they're trying to hide his face now.
3: Before, before they were doing all that. Um, after they after the cops found out who was calling, that's when they went. To her house, because they did look her up and said, okay, she, she knows about serial killers and this and that. So then they showed up there to her house. and um Because when it was uh, MJ and uh, Ruben, they show up and they're knocking on the door. And then uh, Andy opens his door and they say, hey, we're, we're detectives. We want to talk to uh, Dr. Hudson. She's in the background going, no. And Andy was like, yeah, come on in. <laughs> so... She's like shit. So they're kind of like, "Hey, um, well, this is what's happening, and here's the the evidence." But she, Dr. Helen, is like, she didn't want nothing to do with it because when they were showing, they were showing her pictures of uh, like the 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 dead girls at the crime scenes, and she just had a huge panic panic attack, and like, ah, started screaming for Andy, and Andy came running in with a
1: paper bag, and she was
3: hyperventilating. Yeah, I think this is where like, we
1: also learn that she is a heavy drinker and pops pills. Yeah,
3: because they were, they were like, "Do we need to call an ambulance?" She's like, "Nah, she'll be all right, man. She'll just uh, pass out and she'll wake up her in breathing and go back to normal. Yeah, her breathing will go back to normal. She'll be all right. If um, uh, you wanted, if you wanted to look at that stuff, just leave it there. And so, like, all right, so they left the stuff and then. Uh, we see they, they end up taking off. Uh Helen ends up waking up and she's kinda uh, leaning on Andy and he's like, Yeah, you're all right, you're alright. And then they start like, ah Oh no, that's when they were she they were both checking out uh, uh Reuben, uh, Dirty Steve.
1: Yeah. Isn't they that? they they both wanted to fuck Ruben. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: they did. So Um So she's uh
3: and she she ends up going through uh the the file cases and everything looking at the pictures and um this is uh this is when she starts noticing the uh the similarities to the other serial killers because we we find out that um uh, oh no they come back and she's telling them because when she's t- talking about the the girl in the in the bathtub. And she goes, oh well, this is the uh, was it the Boston Strangler? Was that the one? Yeah, the Boston Strangler. And then they're like, what? So they she gets a real picture of the the actual Boston Strangler victim, and the the victim that they have in San Francisco, and it's the exact. It looks exactly the same. And he goes, well, this is this guy's copying them. He look down to the
1: last detail, and the way the girl was positioned uh, in the tub. And, and then and she then, was like, Where, "Where's the scarf?" And they were like, "How'd you know about the scarf?"
3: Yeah. So she
1: was. They're like, "All right."
3: So they figured, "All right." Well, she she knows her shit. So she, we got to keep her in the game on what's going on. But yeah, I don't think they really at this point they were figured she didn't link together that they were copycats uh, killings yeah. and, until um. <laughs> okay the the the, the protester uh, she um air quotes everyone she uh she ended up missing and then okay we uh we see the the killer guy at the at the police station when he's just kind of hanging out in the background for whatever reason i obviously just checking things out but then yeah then they show him uh, making those videos because he took um Uh, The video that he made of the girl dancing in the park, and then he kind of blended together and made her turn into uh, a skull face. Uh, Helen is at home one night just getting her booze on and playing chess with somebody online. I had a problem with this part either. Other than you're just trying to hide and stay incognito, don't put your real name uh, when you're playing someone online. I mean, make up a screen name.
1: (laughs) Early internet.
3: <laughs> she could have just put doctor or something like that, or I don't know. <laughs> so uh, she gets a, uh, an email, uh, or I don't know, I assume it was email or instant message or something. And all right, here. If I'm getting something from somebody I don't know, I'm not gonna open it. But <laughs> but then there would be no movie. <laughs> so it, it gets a message with all this different code, but it says open this with. Whatever I don't I don't know the programs uh, back then I I'm just I was computer illiterate back then so she, clicks, she opens it like it. she's in, she's just sitting there like it's nothing like she gets these things all the time and that's when they show the video uh, of the girl dancing around and then her her face morphs into a uh, a skull so she gets on the horn calls up MJ and Dirty Steve and they come flying over and they go like, well this is this is what I got. And she, they were like, uh, it was just, it was frozen on, on the the girl, but it was just like the skull. And then they're like, well, what, what, what happened? What is it? She goes, I don't know. And, and did you can can you remember what she looked like? And uh, a white girl. So, they go, well, uh, can you rewind it or whatever? And she's like, no. And then, uh, Ruben sits down and starts messing around, uh, trying to do what he knows with computers. But I guess when he tried to copy the video and uh it had a booby trap on it uh in in the code and it just whoosh, whoosh, erased and disappeared and I can't remember what it said. Something else popped up like
1: yeah luck the, or something. Is this the one where the, the little face like turns around and it's like an ass. He's like jumping away. Yeah. <laughs> so they're
3: like shit. They're like shit man we can't we can't do anything. He booby trapped us it, so it, it's gone. And then they go. Well, what if you go back and look at this, 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 and that? And they said, "Nope, with everything they tried going to the backlog, looking up this and that, and it was gone." <sighs> so, they're like, well, shit. And then that's when they, like, "Well, can you describe what she looks like?" And she saw her just for seconds. So they're like, "All right." So, um, then this is after. This is when um, uh, we're introduced. We we they finally show um. The hell's that guy's name? Was it uh Peter Foley? Well, at this point, we don't know his name, but we we see him. He's working at a lab somewhere. And uh, what did he take? Sperm. Oh, that's right. He took sperm, and then um, then later we see him at a, at his house, and he's was that his mom? His wife. That old lady. I think she
1: just. Looked old. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Maybe you <laughs> married her for the the house. Yeah, because he. I don't know. I yeah, assume. that was a big. That was a fat house. <laughs> he had his own little dungeon operation set up downstairs. So maybe, maybe <laughs> that's why he was with her.
3: Yeah, because he's upstairs and she's like, "Aren't you gonna sit there and watch talk shows with me?" And he's like, uh, "I gotta go. I'm busy." So he goes downstairs and opens up a padlock to get into the basement. And he goes in and he's got all his computer stuff and pictures of Helen on the wall. And uh, other thing, I assume the women that he had killed. And then he's uh, doing something with like um, like Windex or something. And then he turns around and that uh, hippie girl is laying um, on, on a table with a bag overhead. All right, right here. That looked like that bag was over her head and duct tape. She'd have died.
1: Yeah. Oh, but you don't got time to be going upstairs and conversating yeah, with other people. And
3: yeah, you put a bag over her head. I, I think you're like maybe minutes before you, you run out of air, but a movie. But he like – because when he slices a little slit – by her mouth so she can breathe she's like <sighs> so I'm like ah oh, come on anyway so he's like alright this is gonna hurt and then he injects her with the, the little cleaning stuff so later this is when they're up on the top of the hill and uh, we find uh, she's laying there uh, dead and then the cops really don't know what's going on um, but this is when uh, Will Patton's character what the hell was his name uh, Nicoletti he gets into it with uh, Ruben, and that's his tale. Like, well, you guys, uh... oh no, no! Before that, um, well, after the computer thing, uh, Ruben was like, "You know what? I'll I'll stay with you with Helen, just because I guess because she was scared." And, uh, and Helen that's when she was, was, was... Like, yeah, yeah. She was getting her booze on. You want a drink? He's like, "Nah." <laughs> and she was now, throwing it at. <laughs> yeah, she, she was throwing it at him. He was like, uh, nah, then, she was straight up. So do you and uh, Spector Monaghan have something going on? And he was like, uh, well, not yet, really. And I was like, well, did MJ know? <laughs> or was he just, I don't know. But he should have just went F it and, and got Ripley. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Not, him and MJ, they're not together yet. So yeah, he ain't married. And she, <laughs> she, cause she, yeah, earlier in the film, she was straight up, when she was telling Andy, "I miss sex," and <laughs> that's when they were talking about Reuben saying that he was
1: cute didn't, and all that. So. Didn't Andy say that too? He's like,
3: so do yeah. I. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that was when uh, she was there. But then, then they were at the, up on the hill and. Uh, Ruben got into it with Nicoletti and he was telling you, you better, you better treat her right and all this. And then that MJ come running up and started yelling at him, knock it off. We're not together. Get lost. So he got mad and left. But yeah, that's when they, they find the, that girl, the little hippie girl with the, uh, with, all right, it says window cleaner. All right, I guess it was Windex. Um, so when they were talking to Helen about it, she was like, uh. So this the girl was dumped there, and they're like, yeah, and then was she naked, and yeah, and he goes, well, was it by a no-dumping sign? And they're like, yeah, and she goes, oh, this is be, this is a, a copy in the Hillside Stranglers, and then when they did the, the autopsy and everything, and that's when they found um, two sperm. different sperms in her. So she was like, oh, all right, well, and so they're... That's when they were really, all right, this guy is copying, and then she had looked up um, the order of uh, these killers, uh, of the each of these things, and she was like, all right, well, no, I think it was uh, after the next one, because the next one, we see uh, that Foley guy, he goes up, we see this lady sitting in her car, and he kind of walks up. Oh, one of these bikers were uh, hooting and cat whistling at her while she was pumping gas. And then she's sitting there, and then we see a uh, a little slug bug, a Volkswagen bug, a yellow one, kind of pull up and stop in her, her side view. And he walks over to her and like, hey, uh, can you, I'm lost. Can you help me? And then that's it. But then later they get that, that call that, yeah, there's a, someone's been shot uh, at the car, in the car. So they uh, so they go over there, to Ruben and Hal, MJ are there. And then they're trying to just figure out the scene on what happened and who who was around. There was one witness just saying he was there because I was walking across the street. I heard a bang. I turned around and then that, that was pretty much all
1: he had seen. And so here's some more bad police work.
2: Because when
1: they're talking to Helen, she's, of course, you know, she's already got the image in her head when they're telling her the, the scene. So she's asking, was the Partridge family playing in the car? And then you come to find out that somebody, one of the cops turned it off because he just got tired of hearing it. I'm like, why do you guys keep touching the crime scene? <laughs> yeah.
3: Because or uh, well, she was calling and, um, these are in the back of the day, those big ass cell phones. Mm-hmm. It was Zach <laughs> phones. Yeah, those big bricks. <laughs> so he's like, uh, I can't talk right now. And then she goes, she goes, and they go, well, what is it? He goes, there's somebody murdered in their car. Were they shot? And he's like, yeah. Um, was she was she sitting in the? Or he goes, no. Well, what? How how positioned was she? He goes, she was in the passenger seat. And they go, um, was the radio on? And he's like, what? And he goes, well, check it to see if it's the Parcher's family. So then they walk over there, and that's when they ask one of the cops, was this radio on when you guys got here? And they're like, yeah, but it was loud, and I turned it off yeah I mean <laughs> my my police work is from movies <laughs> and TV and police shows yeah I'm pretty sure you don't go messing around with the police scene I think maybe the head investigators come in and yeah,
1: it's, it's too loud turn it so off many, so many times in this movie it's just like oh what happened to this evidence oh I moved it
3: <laughs> so they walk over and they're still on the phone and they go uh, turn the radio on so they push in the cassette tape and it's um, the Parches family. I think I uh, love you. Yeah. And then they, then she starts going. Um, she goes, "Is there a pay phone around?" And they're like, uh, "Yeah." And uh, I'm pretty sure the police line keeps people further back than all these people that are gathered. To- <laughs> Around at the crime scene, watching. I mean, they this were like is right of, there. <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of bad police work in this movie. <laughs> yeah, because they were like, he was like, go uh, over to. There, there should be a note. So, Ruben walks over to the, uh, past the police line and goes to the phone, and there, there's a note in there. So he looks at it and he sees Helen's name is on the back of it. So. They walk over there, and then she goes, yeah, he's, he's copying um, uh, Son of Sam. Was that Berkowitz? Was that his name?
1: Yeah, David Berkowitz, the 44-caliber yeah. killer. Yeah.
3: um, That movie, uh, Summer of Sam, uh-huh. I, I thought that was going to be about
1: it, the whole the whole movie. No, it was uh, John Leguizamo banging a whole bunch of females. That's what the yeah, movie is about. A-
3: my brother, my brother-in-law called it this summer a slam, because yeah, that's all it was. <laughs> and every now and then, just showing that dog talking.
1: And uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, damn. Uh, we just did a review of that movie, Clean. What's his name? Oh, uh, Adrian Brody when he was yeah, uh, it's, the, it's the punk John rocker or whatever. Yeah, it's John Leguizamo banging a whole bunch of women. And him trying to be a punk rocker with the British accent.
3: Yeah, I hadn't seen that movie in forever. And what's her name? Mira Sorvino. Yeah, I just remember that big gangbang. Uh-huh. And he, <laughs> he, she was getting banged, and John Leguizamo was banging people. But then he got all mad and started yelling at her for. it. <laughs> Crazy movie it was. Summer of Sam, a Spike Lee joint. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> so yeah uh she she figured it out uh she goes all right it was the son of son of sam and then she they looked up she goes look the next one's gonna be a jeffrey dahmer murder and it's gonna be a man and so they're like ah oh, so they're trying to figure out uh well i guess you can't figure out who's gonna be next but uh Andy and uh, one of his friends they were going to go party cuz it's still
1: the Summer of Love celebration in San Francisco yeah. Okay they're going to a Summer of Love celebration so again what protest was happening
3: I I don't know maybe people protesting the Summer of Love <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> So um, they're like, Yeah, she's the Helen's like, all right, you guys go have a good time and they're like, yeah, we will. So uh, next scene we see Andy uh no um we see uh the Peter Foley guy. So at this point we already know he's the killer. <laughs> he's a uh, walking no um
0: before that
3: they are well they have to no, they were at a crime scene or, or somewhere loud because when um uh the I think I think it was an MJ that answers her phone and um uh Foley is playing something he's playing something in the phone uh to her. it was like a recording of something
1: mm-hmm. um no they were they were at uh, Helen's house
3: oh is that what what was he playing I can't remember.
1: I don't remember, I, but I do remember the scene because uh, she got a phone call and he was playing something and they gave it. to She gave the phone to oh, that's right. Yeah. He called Helen.
3: Yeah. Oh, and, and before all this was going on, somebody kept sneaking in, into Helen's house because she just has no kind of security and don't lock her windows. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> because um she like got up to, to take a shower. Like she kinda heard something but didn't really uh, she
1: kind of just went, Andy Okay. And, okay. <laughs> I, I, I know we're we're bagging on this movie, but this scene where she comes back in the outfit she had on when um uh what's his name in the beginning was trying to trying to kill her, was laying yeah, on the bed. Barely. Why the fuck do you still have this outfit? I
3: don't I know, maybe mean, we just can't get rid of things. I, don't
1: know. I was thinking the
3: same thing. Um, yeah, yeah, it sounds like we're tearing this movie apart. I love this movie. It's an awesome yeah, movie. Yeah. But after I mean, breaking it down, and that's why we're coming up with all this crazy stuff. But that's what podcasting is. But anyway, oh, yeah, she sees that uh, her red... Uh, the suit jacket, or whatever, or suit, whatever she was wearing uh, on the bed. If anything, she should have ah, had a panic attack then. But I think she was pills and booze, so she just yeah. kind of just brushed it off. And then there was um another time, uh, she was in her house, oh, this and she she saw somebody in there because she was ah trying to get away and uh i think she had called uh mj and uh ruben because they came hauling ass over there oh uh it was ruben ruben showed up um was this the, when the car was this when the car alarm went off
1: yeah no. I think no was Yeah, it? this 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 one was the car alarm. The 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 one I thought you were bringing up that I said was stupid was the the one with the fucking ants in the bed.
3: Oh no, that was that was after this one. Cause, no, this one was with the car alarm and um the security guard that's like in the hallway watching her or police or whatever. I, I assume these are just like off-duty police that were just helping out. Uh, he looks out there and sees a car alarm, so he goes out there Leaves to, uh, post. Yeah, um, and I'm pretty sure more bad police uh, work or p- police decisions. And I was I was thinking the same thing. I was like, don't these things go off like after a few minutes? But then my wife would go. But this is like in the earlier days of those car alarms. Go yeah, goes, thing, we remember you those would, yeah, you had to go out there and shut it off. So. So, well, yeah, that cop goes over there, and um, I guess he knew how to open the hoods without it being un unblocked from the inside, but no way. So, yeah, while well, well, he's down there, that's when somebody breaks into the house. And uh, didn't think he was trying to take anything. I think he was just trying to scare her, if anything, because when I mean, she sees him, ah, and then she yells, and that's when she calls uh, Helen, and um, Ruben comes hauling ass over there. He goes flying up and he sees the cop thought, I'm gonna get up, and talk to you in a minute. And then he runs inside and Helen, Helen, I'm here. And then she's like, ah, she was like in the closet or somewhere. I can't remember where she was hiding. I think she was in the bathroom. But then he runs over to the to a window because he sees the windows open. And then he looks out and then we see somebody uh, running away. And then so she comes out, and ah, this and that. And he goes, well, Did he take anything? And no, I don't think so. Are you all right? And she's fine. So. But. That was in between uh, some of these other things.
1: Yeah. Three times somebody was in her apartment. And okay, the best they the, can do is one cop standing at, at the door. <laughs>
3: uh, the ants. Was that before uh,
1: the, the, the bar? The car alarm. Uh, I think I know it was before the car alarm one.
3: I, don't I know just, it, was af- it
1: was after the car it, lob, the thing. No, ants. it was after. Yeah, I, just, I think so. I, I can't remember. I I I didn't understand what the thing with the ants was.
0: I didn't either. Oh no! Well,
1: she afraid of ants.
0: No, 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 no. Um.
3: Okay, after that guy got away, I, I think the ants, and then the the bar stuff. Um. No, no, no. I think it was the same night. I think, um, uh, we see, uh, after Foley did the phone call to her and all that. And, uh, MJ was listening. Um, we go to the bar, uh, Foley's did dude it up, holding two what, <laughs> can I, glasses of milk.
1: <laughs> uh, can I say one more thing? Uh, this <laughs> Peter guy, he doesn't fit in, in at this this little function, this club thing that's going on. He looks so out of place, and they didn't show him at the protest of doing my air quotes, but I'm <laughs> sure he didn't look like he was supposed to be there either.
3: <laughs> no. Because everyone was all hippied out, and he was just uh, a little nerdy looking in his glasses. <laughs> but Yeah, but this is, uh, his hair is all slicked back, and he's I don't drink mixed drinks, so I don't know. They to me, they're like cups of milk. I don't think <laughs> they were uh, my ties. <laughs> comes walking over, dancing with her. Oh, before he comes dancing, after he gets off the phone, he like dumps uh, some kind of pill or whatever in um... the
1: out in the open.
3: Yes, <laughs> didn't even try to hide it. <laughs> Somebody would have seen it. So he's dancing over there and. Um, was that other guy? Cause it was Andy, and was the other? No, I don't think that guy was there, unless he. Wait. I think he was there. Oh, he was there because he 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 gave them the two drinks.
1: Yeah, I and think he Andy, was more of a a friend. Friend, I think he was there to do his own thing. So,
3: yeah, because uh, Andy powers that one, and then that's it. Because then yeah. the next morning we. Go ahead.
1: Uh, go ahead. The, the next saying, morning. Andy Andy was ready. That's why he was pounding yeah. that drink
3: down. Oh no no no! Well, that's right. Yeah, he powered that, and then um, uh, we see next we see um, uh, Foley carrying Andy in the in the in the alley, and then he like throws him down and just starts whooping his ass, and it knocks him out. I figured he was already knocked out from whatever drug he gave him. Yeah, but I then mean, he you, uh, you
1: have to carry somebody, I don't think you have to knock them out.
3: And uh, Foley's not a big guy, but Andy looked like he was tall. <laughs> so, yeah. but then he breaks out a hacksaw and just starts hacking. At this point, we don't know what it is. Um the next morning we see uh, people and police running over to this pier, and then we're looking in the water and we see uh, Andy's body floating there. Um they never showed
1: his head, did they? No, it kinda the way the body was, it, it kind of looked like there was no head. No, I mean but oh, I mean the he, he head. cut his
3: head off. Oh no, I don't Did he cut his head off? I think so. Um let me see. Uh, Andy uh, suffocated by Foley with a plastic bag and all right, it says a head head sawed off. All right. So was that oh, okay, so I think after that, I think maybe the next night, um oh, she found out uh, Andy was dead um she comes out of her bath Helen comes out of her bathroom, and I don't know how she didn't see those big giant ants on the floor, uh and then she gets in her bed and then her ants crawling all over her, so she yeah, jumps up and pulls the sheets back and there's these those big giant ants uh, crawling around in her bed. And she doesn't really know and they're all kind of by the corner and then she lifts up a corner and there's a book under there and it's um, uh, Daryl Lee Cunham's, uh, his his book. And then she opens it up and there, there's a finger in it. So was that
1: Andy's finger or <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whose finger that was. I'm still trying to figure out what, what was the deal with the ants.
3: I, I don't know. I mean, I thought he came in. Uh, well, he obviously is the one that came in and put that book there, but did he bring the ants too and just throw it? Throw them all over the place? In the bed? I, I don't know. There was wasn't really a reason. Um, if they did, I don't remember. So... um. I'm on Wikipedia trying to see if there was uh, anything after Andy is killed in the manner. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, him uh, say this is a killer in the name Peter. Okay, this is when they find out. Um, after Andy's kill, they find out it was Peter Foley. They find out who the killer was. Um, they talk to Andy's friend, and uh, there were... So- no, no 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 no. They they found out about the bug. Oh no 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 no! When Helen was going, they were they were figuring out uh, what kind of car um, Dahmer drove, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they were saying it was a they were saying a gold VW bug. It looked yellow to me, but so then they started going through the DMV, finding out who owns this this color bug. So they have a bunch of pictures of, of license and then they're talking to Andy's friend. Well, who, who are these guys? So they kind of go through it and then they go, all right, this is the dude. And they find out that uh, Peter Foley and he lives in Daly City. So, um, oh, I think it was that before that they talked to, um, okay. I was after, uh, not, was no, no, they,
1: they, they go, I believe they go to capture Foley first.
3: Then they talk to uh, Daryl Lee. Yeah, that's after. Okay, they find out who Peter Foley is, who was uh, corresponding with Cullen, and they okay, all right, all right, yeah, they um, all right, yeah, they find out who Peter Foley is, and then I think that's when they um, uh, they go to his house. This is when the when the police all bust in, and then they. The, the house is all burning up? Is that before? Yeah, that's um, before the, the
0: video. They, they video uh, Daryl
3: Lee. Hmm. The two work together to figure out room is hot. I think before all of that, um, they kept talking something about Chinatown. I assume just the gangs that were going on there because they have all these Asian gentlemen, uh, younger guys, all handcuffed in, in the hey, police station like, and everything. Some of them
1: look like kids. Yeah. Um,
3: uh, Will Patton's character, uh, Nicoletti, he's, he's got one of them, uh, one of the Asian guys, and he's uh, he's got him handcuffed. But he's takes his gun and puts it uh, in his desk. But I guess before he locks it, some commotion goes on, so he kind of gets up to go help. And that guy sitting there slides over to the desk, unlock. I guess he he did lock it, but he like, but leaves the keys in there. Bad police work. And- yeah. He unlocks it and takes the gun. And first of all, well, I guess he heard him put that gun in there. I don't know. But anyway, so he takes the gun and he's holding it. Um, Reuben comes in with a box of donuts and telling that guy, hey, man, if, if you're going to, you better act, you better be good or, or I won't or I'll give you any. So he goes. You're gonna play nice, and and more bad, <laughs>
1: more bad police work. Yeah, I'm like, come on, Ruben. You don't know what this guy did. He could be a murderer, and you got to uncuff yeah. his hands so he can eat a donut.
3: <laughs> yeah, so he does that, and when he un, un- when he un- uncuffs him, he jumps up, and he's got that gun, and he's holding it up to um, Ruben's head, and he's he's speaking Chinese. And uh, one of the other um, uh, the Asian cops, I assume he could speak a little English because when that guy was yelling, he's like, hey, he's talking too fast. I can't understand. him. No,
1: he was uh, he was Korean. Oh, he and was. They, yeah, they kept asking him, and he was like, "Man, I'm Korean. I don't, I don't. I'm not Chinese." And they were like, "Well, what is he saying?" And <laughs> I guess he knew. He knew a little bit. Yeah. So
3: he's. Um, he they kind of get out into the hall and Steve is or Steve. Ruben is <laughs> same same guy. He's like uh, like everyone's like because everyone uh, they, everyone like pulled out their guns. Even the captain came out, but then he puts his gun down because he's still holding them. Um, here comes MJ. She comes sneaking up behind, uh, and then when uh, the um the Asian guy kind of spins around towards uh, MJ and she lets off a round and clips him in the shoulder. And then he falls down, and then Ruben's standing there like, "Oh, right on! This is all in slow motion. Like, yeah, you did it." And then you see MJ's eyes kind of look down, and then you see that 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 uh, the Asian guy that got shot, still holding that gun, and poosh, he blasts uh, Ruben in the back and uh, kills him. That's Ruben's
1: fault. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, he should. You celebrating with donuts and. I mean, the first thing I would have thought was, I mean, is kick the gun away and then get away. So, you know, your your boys can come in and, and subdue him. But he's just like with, with his donuts like, yeah. And here's another thing. This is what I said
3: last night. We we're watching this. With all the stuff that's going on uh, with uh, the police shooting people. Every cop had their gun out. After <laughs> that guy shot uh, Ruben, nobody fired on him. They all just kind of ran out and just got him and handcuffed him. I'm figured once he left that fir- that that round off, somebody or more than one should have just everyone should have just started firing to to kill him. I mean, there's plenty of videos out there that's going around now. And oh,
1: cool. like, again, I'm I, I like this movie, but I'm just. <laughs> is there no other way out of that office other than that one door? Nobody could like go around to cut him <laughs> off. I'm like everybody's like at this one door. I guess <laughs> everybody's but, at that door. Everybody's got their guns out. <laughs> But I think uh, I think he was was young because I think when he's laying there and they're cuffing him, he's I think he's yelling, "I'm a minor, I'm a minor." <laughs> but
3: um, yeah, uh, Ruben's laying there dead, and uh, MJ is just, oh my god. And, um, uh, Nicoletti, uh, Will Patton's character, he's just like. He's, he's feeling the blame too. Like, yeah, it was, it was my gun. It was, just, I should have, whatever. But then it was also Ruben's fault for being Mr. Nice guy and uncuffing him, trying to give him a donut, but. Yeah, those donuts are not for them. Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> bad, bad police decisions uh, in this department. So, but uh, yeah, Helen goes, or uh, MJ goes over to Helen's and tells him that, um that Reuben died, and she's like, oh, man, so
1: they're Is trying to... Like, did you get to feel like no one really felt that bad that Reuben died?
3: Yeah, it's like they were like, oh, man, it's fucked up, and then... Uh,
1: yeah, that, that sucks. Yeah,
3: life moves on. <laughs> that's, that's how it seemed. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, that, that's what that thing that then the, the ants in the book and with the finger in it and all that. So... They had uh, figured out that it was um Daryl Lee's book. So they're like, Ugh. so they were trying to figure out, all right, well, he knows first they were like, well why why did is this book here what What did this have to do with the murders that are going on? So then they're kind of like, all right, well, the only way is to to ask him and uh, helen was like, i, I don't I don't want to talk to him, and then like, come on, you have to so they did it like a video call and, uh, I'm pretty sure the internet back then and the videos were not that clear, but you know, <laughs> all right, it was a movie. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so it's, it was like a video conference call. Uh, he's standing there and, uh, um, but he, he couldn't see them. I think it, it was just a camera and a microphone. Cause he's kind of like, Hey, who, is she there? Uh, where is she? Cause he, he wanted to talk to her, but, um, mj was like no nah, i'm i'm uh i'm leading this conversation because look I'm, I'm not gonna tell you nothing until uh i talked to uh, helen so that's when she kind of starts talking he's like hey how you doing and and all this shit and they're kind of like well well who who is this i mean what why why is this book in your house and he's like ah well i'm not gonna tell you anything unless you give me something and he's like well what yeah, like, uh, it's gotta be something personal. Uh, why don't you give me some of your um, a pair of your squirrel covers?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Your panties." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and sign them to me. <laughs> and she
3: was like, oh, "All right." And then then he goes into it. He goes like, "I don't really know this guy, but this dude Peter Foley's been uh, writing to me and." Tell me this and that. And uh, I kind of told him to give you the book. And uh, he goes, I don't he goes, I don't really know him. And he goes, if I were you, I'd, I'd be worried. because This guy's crazy. So I think after that is when they go and rush his house. OK, because um, I could be wrong. I mean, it might be vice versa, but either way. So they they find out why uh, he was talking to him and then why that book was there. So, but, so he's like, all right, whatever. So that, that was pretty much the end of that thing. And then that's when the cops go and, uh, rush the house. I mean, again, man, videos of police. I mean, they they ain't announcing themselves. If they want to be in your house. They're going to come charging into your house. So, um, but they're outside. Hey, this is the San Francisco police department. Peter Foley come out with your hands up or whatever. And, um, They're like, they don't really know what's going on. But before they go charging in the house, we see smoke coming out of the bottom windows, like the basement
1: windows. Are and they then they're like, they it. Still, come on. Are, yeah, I, I, it doesn't work that way, man. It, this guy is a serial killer. You're asking him to come out peacefully and surrender. Yeah, and you see
3: smoke and flames. Uh, coming out of the bottom of the house but you F it let's go they all go charging in and uh, they're looking around start screaming they go upstairs and they see um, his mom his wife or whoever uh, laying in the bed with a bull hole on her head and they're like oh fuck so they start looking around then they go down into the basement knowing damn well that it's on fire <laughs> <laughs> they break the door down and all the flames come and they're like in a little, um, narrow walkway or that stairwell that goes downstairs, and all the flames come shooting out. And then all of a sudden, now the whole house is on fire. And then we see all the, the the SWAT team. Everyone's uh, running out. And he's not in there. He's not in there. And then the whole house blows up. So they're like, oh fuck! What what what's happening now? Um, what did happen? Um. Oh, oh! Um, Helen's at home, and then uh, someone knocks on the door, and then she walks over and looks, or she looks through the peephole, and it's uh, one of the cops there. Uh, one of the cops looking through the the peephole at her, and we see another cop there, but he's kind of like looking, looking away, laughing, and then she opens the door. And um, did he slit his throat or shoot him?
1: I think he slit his throat.
3: Yeah, and then that's when it's uh, Peter Foley, he comes after he kills that cop, he comes charging in. So he's like, ah, he's uh, talking to her, telling her basically, yeah, I'm going to kill her, but um, he like, chases her around through the house and then he catches her and then poosh, gives her a few uh, stiff uh, stiff shots to the face and then she's kind of like all dazed and then he's like, alright, he this is going to hurt, and then he kind of Drugs her, and then that's
1: it. Is that like his catchphrase or something?
3: I guess. <laughs> so, um, MJ, uh, she comes uh to the house, and then when she she goes charging in, well, she gets to the house and uh, to uh, to Helen's house or apartment, and all the lights are out, and she doesn't really know what's going on. She finds one of the uh, uh the cops dead, so she. Gets a like, gets his flashlight, and then she kind of radios for backup. Hey, we need backup at whatever, whatever house. And then she goes in, and um, she finds that other... no, no, uh, just that one that she just finds that one cop in the hall dead. And then, but she sees blood right in front of the in front of the door, and then she goes in and look around, and then did she find something that said turn me on, or did yeah she walk past? Okay.
1: It was the watch me or something. Yeah, I think it was the if I'm remembering right, it was her um, lecture or whatever thing she was speaking at with the Daryl Lee thing that happened in the beginning.
0: Yeah. So,
3: and then oh, it was was a a video of um uh, Foley. Well, we see Helen there, and then he comes. Oh hey, and then he starts talking and telling her, "If you're smart enough, uh, you'll know where we're at." Because uh, we see Helen; and she's dressed up in that red, uh, her red suit. Yeah, good thing we it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good thing, because <laughs> this guy was he he was going for detail with with his crime scenes. So um, MJ kind of figures out that all right, uh, this is this is where he's at, and this is where Helen is. So she starts going over there, but she calls, like, the the captain or whatever, and he's like, don't you go in there without help. You stay there. That's uh, in order. And she's like, all right, I won't. And then she gets to the hall, and um, I know San Francisco kind of good, but uh, where she was driving and where they ended up is not the direction she was going, but anyway— um, so she gets there, she gets to the hall, she's looking around, she's kind of walking down the the hallway and she realizes what's going on. She goes to, uh, the bathroom and then, oh, uh, before she actually gets there, Helen wakes up and she's, um, was she on the toilet or was she already hanging there? I think she was already hanging. Oh yeah. Because, um, yeah, that's when,
0: uh, <clears throat> he's got the.
3: he's got that other cop laying there uh, on the floor the way uh, Daryl Lee had the um the cop that he killed uh the slit his throat laying on the floor in kind of position because he's like how is he looking was he looking this way was he looking that way and he and um I'm pretty sure rigor mortis had already set in uh, on these guys <laughs> <laughs> but he was moving the head like it was nothing but so that's when he starts talking to her and telling her that, yeah, this this was my plan. This is what's going on. And he's basically going to kill her. But he wanted to do it, of course, because he was copycatting all, all these other kills. So, and uh, he knew that uh, MJ was coming. So he, uh, yeah, he had her hanging up there. But then uh, she was like laughing, laughing around at him. No, no, that was before. I don't know that was after because MJ showed up and then when she comes into the bathroom, um, she walks in. We see that cop laying there and then she sees uh, Helen hanging there uh, from that pipe. And then she like she starts looking around and then she goes over to uh, I guess it's a supply closet and she like pumps a few rounds into that and then she opens it up. And uh, there's nothing in there. But then this is when we realized that uh, Peter Foley had a police uniform on and he was laying there uh, where that cop was. No, no, no. uh, Before that, that's because when after she walks over to the the stall, she opens it and that's when she sees that cop um, that was killed. Um, There there was one of the dudes that was at um, Helen's house. She sees him in a stall, and that's when Peter jumps up and grabs her. But, all right, there was a mistake in this. When Helen, when um, MJ first walks into the bathroom and the camera kind of goes around and we see that dead cop laying there, it's the dead cop that was there first. And then <laughs> she walks over like a couple feet to, and then shoots rounds into the closet and then walks back over and we see uh, Peter laying there. Either he was ninja quiet and able to lift that guy that must have been at least two hundred pounds, <laughs> and then throw him into the next stall. <sighs> Movie, Hollywood magic, everyone. I was like, no. <laughs> 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 so yeah, that's when she sees that that cop. That's when Peter jumps up, and then he goes into the um, to the whole spiel and what Daryl said. Hey man, what are you doing with my gun? And uh, he goes, All right, should I should I stick her? Should I shoot her? Come on. And then while he's doing that, holding her. Um,
1: How does he know that? I don't Never mind. I don't I did. I this, died, I did, did yeah, I, this is what <laughs> I, I was just thinking the same thing. How did he
3: know what Daryl Lee said? I mean, nobody was there but them two. So, but I assume she might have wrote it in a, a book or a police report or something. I don't know. I, that's the only way I can think that he knew uh, what happened or who knows maybe it was in uh, Daryl Lee wrote it in his book I don't know those those are the
1: possibilities yeah, but, okay. um, that, that that makes sense now
3: yeah I assume maybe it was in Daryl Lee's book since he wrote a book and I guess you can do stuff like that when you're sitting in prison but anyway um he cause Daryl Lee he get that copy I'm, I'm, I'll just do both slit his throat and then shot him
0: did he? Oh, no. She like,
3: um, I think she stomped his foot or something and then he kind of got away. Then he shot her.
1: No, she, he was about to, I think he was about to do that. And then um, Helen did the thing where she was trying to hang herself.
3: Okay. It says, uh, fully ambitious MJ, rendering her unconscious. Do knock her out. As Foley prepares to kill MJ, Helen desperately attempts to save her by sabotaging Foley's carefully replicated crime scene. The only way she can by attempting to hang herself. All right,
1: so yeah, because if she hung herself, that messes up his whole copycat thing. Because, well, then again, no, it doesn't. Because Daryl Lee didn't kill her, so whatever he was to do was was. Not copying anything. I don't know, (laughs) because when,
0: um, I think he slammed her.
3: uh, He slammed MJ into like into the mirror. Yeah, she. I think she got shot. I think she got shot.
1: Yeah, she does get (laughs) shot because I think he goes, he goes in um to get Helen, and that's when I think uh, MJ shoots him but he shoots her back and she does that dramatic slow motion fall and I think that's how the mirror gets broken
3: yeah because um, he, he didn't get shot until they were on the roof but I think she fired him I don't know missed or whatever because then he shot her and then she goes crashing into the mirror and then I think that's when Helen tried to hang herself and then he's ah, he's over there and he was trying to get her down, but he couldn't because it's a cable. Then he runs over to the other stall, shoots that cable, and it falls down, and she falls on the ground and immediately takes it off her neck and starts breathing while she's laying there. Is nobody ever
1: and, in this building?
3: I guess not. Maybe he killed all the janitors as well. <laughs> so when she's laying, Helen's laying there on the ground, he goes down to a picture. She flips over, and she has a big old shard of the mirror stabs it in his, in his uh, leg and he goes Aah! Yeah, his, his reaction was <laughs> funny <laughs> he starts screaming then Ellen hauls ass out of there and she's running around screaming help and then she like runs up the stair and ends up on the roof
1: okay real quick I have another problem <laughs> she's agoraphobic and can't leave her apartment Yeah, why is her agoraphobia if I'm saying that correctly not kicking until she gets to the roof cuz she wakes yeah. up and she's in the fucking bathroom where i'm assuming her problems stem from her her uh, mental breakdown she had
3: i was thinking the same thing i was like immediately as <laughs> soon as she opened her eyes and realized where she was she should have ah! flipped out but i don't know <laughs> so cuz she runs down the hall and everything and runs up those stairs like it's nothing but then when she gets to the top of the stairs and opens the door and looks outside that's when it kicks in and she's like ah and the whole world starts like it's turning sideways and everything but she's like she sees him coming up the stairs and she's like f it so she just runs outside and but she can only go she's on the roof and can't go anywhere so she's like standing there and then um uh, Foley comes out and uh, he's getting ready to shoot her but then she just like starts laughing hysterically and he's like what the fuck so he's getting ready to shoot her but then MJ comes uh, in and shoots him and I think he spun around and that's when he saw her and then he was like "Ah!" and then she shoots him and he takes it in the head and then
1: yeah, why is she always trying to shoot people in the nerve so they can't use their arm
3: I don't know. I mean maybe that was the way she was trained. Keep him alive. So
1: nah, well, uh, not this guy. I mean he's murdered everybody. So Yeah,
3: he, he killed what does it say? Uh,
1: eleven
3: people?
2: Yeah, the only person males, he didn't kill was females. Ruben. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh <laughs> uh, so yeah, he he's dead and then um evil is punished and I assume a backup came and had to deal with m j and uh, someone had to get Helen down off the roof and back to her place. but we go to um to the prison and we see uh daryl lee and he's he's writing a letter, and uh he was writing it to someone else, uh, one of his disciples
1: telling yeah, him that got many of them.
3: Yeah, that uh, she's still alive or whatever and evil needs to be punished. I can't remember exactly what he was saying, but basically telling somebody else to go uh, to go kill her. Because it says, sometime later, Cullen writes another serial killer instructing him on how to kill Helen and revealing that he had been aiding Foley all along. Cullen wishes happy hunting partner to his new proxy in the mission to kill Helen. So... That's pretty much what he was doing, telling whoever this guy was. You think um, he never got, ever got those squirrel covers? Uh, probably not, man. A lot's happened oh. <laughs> before that. <laughs> I'm sure she about have forgot. Um, but uh, I don't know the prison system, dealing with the mail. I know they, I guess they go through it before, when it comes in. Yeah, they reach did not read your mail when it goes out. Not Daryl Lee. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I did like how this movie ended, though. I mean, with him after he's after he's done writing a letter and does that nasty lick yes. <laughs> to, to seal the envelope, and then he just stares at the camera as the credits start rolling. I, I liked uh, that ending, and I and I did love that he he was the one. I assume Foley reached out to him, and then he got in his head and told him to to do all this. So. But overall, yeah, it sounded like we were bashing this movie. But yeah, I I do love this movie. This is uh this is awesome. Uh, shout out to Brian here. If he didn't mention it uh, for his cool of the week on uh, one of the latest horror returns, I would have need didn't even know this was streaming. But yeah, I haven't did not see this in a long
1: time. Uh, yeah, it was my cool of the week, despite all the bashing we did on it. <laughs>
3: It's still an awesome movie, uh, everybody. I loved everybody in it. What was going on? Uh, just a lot of bad decisions in this. Uh, the budget was twenty million, and it boxed office seventy nine million. So yeah, it made more than its money. But uh, yeah, that is uh, 1995's five's uh, copycat. But, all right, Brian,
1: you're up. All right. Do you have AMC Plus? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, this one, uh, I don't think we'll go into full details about it because it's it, it just released like this year. And that is, uh, well, it says 2021, but I think it got a full release uh, this year, is uh, Catch the Fair One, a new drama thriller. Have you heard of this movie?
0: Catch the Fair One?
2: Yeah. Uh,
3: I have not. It's the first I've heard of it.
1: It stars, I'm going to say her name wrong, Callie uh, Reese. All right. She is, in real life, she is, I believe, the first woman, indigenous woman, to become a world, uh, world heavyweight, not heavyweight, world uh, championship boxer.
3: Oh, okay.
1: And I she's think, essentially playing herself in this movie.
3: Okay. I, I, I've heard of this, but I didn't.
1: I didn't know the name of it. Yeah, I believe it's uh, it's on AMC Plus because I think it's uh, an exclusive to AMC Plus.
3: Okay, well, all right, I have to check it out. I do need to catch up on uh, Better Call Saul. <laughs> oh wait, but yeah, uh, catch the fair one. Yeah, come back uh, next time and uh, we'll run through that one. Probably won't oh. be. It probably be a short one. We won't because it's new, new, so we won't. Yeah
1: running for you guys real quick streaming uh, pick
3: oh um da, 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 this is also on hulu uh, i was one of my recommendation on the last uh, e society and this is the 19 the 95 um uh Oh, 1993, This is the um, Academy Award winner, Whoopi Goldberg classic, uh, Made in America. Uh, also stars, um, what's his nuts? Ted Danson. A, uh, I like this synopsis. A young black woman, a young black woman, discovers that her father was a sperm donor, and if that weren't bad enough, he's white. <laughs> if You guys seen the movie? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's got uh, Academy Award winner Whoopi Goldberg, Ted Danson, Academy Award winner Will Smith, uh, Neil Long, uh, Paul Rodriguez, uh, the beautiful and very young Jennifer Tilly, and a bunch of other people. I like this movie. I, I love this movie because it was shot in my hometown in uh, in Oakland. And uh, when I was living in Berkeley, they actually shot. Um, some of it down the street, uh, from my house. Um, uh, the African queen where Whoopi Goldberg worked or where her store was, that was down the street, uh, from my house. And I actually got to see them film some of it. Uh, I saw some of them film that stuff with Whoopi, uh, when she was going into the store and I saw them also filming some of the stuff at the, uh, parking lot, uh, Hal Motors, uh downtown oakland downtown oakland it was like right across the street from the oakland museum uh, i saw them film some of that stuff if you guys seen the movie it was a part when uh ted danson was riding the elephant it wasn't him but uh, i saw the stunt guys uh riding uh down the street so uh, that was really cool and uh shout out to my friend marcy she's in the movie as well she's in, uh, in the very beginning when they're at school what they shot at uh, oakland tech but yeah check out uh made in america
1: uh, mine is gonna be 2021's uh, Shutter Exclusive, uh, Superhost. Uh, basically, it's uh, two travel vloggers. They go to like vacation rentals and review them. And they I'm not gonna spoil the movie. They go to the wrong one, and the 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 person that's renting it is super crazy. And that actress, I believe her name is Gracie Gillum. I thought she was fantastic in it. Especially her playing just just psycho crazy person. I think if anything you you should watch it just for her performance. So that one's on Shudder or if you have AMC Plus, well if you have AMC Plus, you have Shudder. So that's my recommendation.
3: Well real quick about that. Um one of my friends said not all the Shudder stuff is on the AMC plus. Thing. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. That's what the Amazon add-on. Yeah, mind, if
1: you, could, yeah, if you got, <laughs> if you got sh- it Shutter through Amazon, not all the the stuff on Shutter's is gonna be there for some reason.
3: Yeah, that's why I, I got, I got all of them. <laughs> but I had Shutter before I had some of the other stuff. I didn't know it was all on AMC Plus uh, until I looked at it. Uh, shout out to Lance, but uh all right everyone uh new east society episode is up so uh episode two fifty two so go check that out uh it's the zsu show because i really didn't have much i didn't really watch anything i answered some of the stuff that he he was dealing with and then plus i kind of ran through my a more extended uh, extensive uh, uh what i did when i was out in oklahoma so go check that out and um Come back for more and you can always go to uh, thehorrorreturns.com to uh, all the shows and the links to everything else and uh, the Patreon as well as uh, the T-Poly. Pick yourself up a shirt. And while you're there, after you pick up a Horror Returns, go over to uh, ours and pick up a ESociety society shirt or a MacNes Ness shirt. Uh, shout out to everyone that's gotten them so far um and yeah that's it so come back next time so until then be safe out there and party on and
1: make sure everybody you're good to each other